Next on BYU Sports Nation, the SEC opening things back up to BYU. Cougar football powering up. But how much? What does it mean for BYU right now and for future schedules? The man who broke the news, ESPN's Brent McMurphy, joins us. Plus, a huge weekend for BYU athletics, including the NCAA Big Dance for the BYU women. Mackenzie Morrison joins us from Tampa Bay. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. It just became official within the last hour. BYU and Mississippi State have announced a two-game football series between the Cougars and the Bulldogs beginning next year. The first game will be played in Provo, Utah on October 14, 2016. The second game in Starkville, Mississippi on October 14, 2017. I repeat, the first game in Provo. I need some more cowbell. <laughs> see what I did there? I do see what you did there. I don't know if I can handle the cowbell for four consecutive hours. Oh, get ready for it in 2017. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Great. SEC. Awesome. This is fantastic and comes on the heels of the announcement yesterday from the SEC. We'll break that all down. Brett McMurphy, the guy who broke the news. We're going to talk to that guy. Got to give us what we want. Got to give us what we need. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Friday, March 20th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. As always, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who only buttons the top button now, Jerem Jordan. I figured I did it on Sundays. Might as well do it during the week. <laughs> but no tie? No tie, man? Why would I wear a tie to this? I don't teach seminary. Because you're buttoning the top button. Yeah, it probably would be classier with a tie. You're right. <laughs> I'm going tie the rest of the uh, show forever. Oh. Matt? What a Friday. I mean, this is, this is an enormous Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, the NCAA tournament, unreal. Jeff Judkins shaved his head. Mackenzie Morrison did it. We're going to ask her about it. Apparently, she's a hair expert as well So, and a three-point specialist. It's a cool thing to do right now, apparently. <laughs> Shave your head. You're a trendsetter. All the cool, yeah, I'm the first. All the cool people are doing it now. You are a trendsetter, although it looks like you could shave your head again. Yeah. It's... I don't think I've trended anything related to the button or shaved head. I'm just here. Mm, I don't know, man. You're making a statement, right? How many people? Look. I what... made a statement, and that cost me. <laughs> that was the problem, was that I made a statement. Our conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members welcome, especially on a Friday. What does the SEC announcement and the Mississippi State Series mean to BYU fans? What does at, it mean? At Eric Biggert. Hashtag we want Bama. Okay. What? At Skyhawk94. <laughs> it means BYU is practically an SEC team national Whoa, championship. Okay. Here we come. Hashtag blue goggle alert. Whoa! Yeah. Man, she stole my heart and my cat. Okay, now now I'm reading this tweet again, and now it looks a little bit more clear. Oh, yeah. With the ginormous blue goggles. He's not a Power 5 team. Or are they? We're going to ask Brett McMurphy. Uh, Just how close are they to that? Okay, I have a very specific strong thoughts related to that. You have strong thoughts and opinions about something? Thank goodness I have this show to express them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Not just Twitter. <laughs> Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about on this Friday? Women's Hoops and the NCAA Tournament tomorrow at 4 Eastern against the number 3 seed Louisville. BYU Rugby, consensus number one. They play in the Wasatch Cup. 
If you're not familiar with that, Jeremy, enlighten the people why it's important. There's a that they get if they win the game. Against? Utah. That is correct. BYU baseball wins again. That's eight of the last nine games. Look at that. W's. They're getting back to that 500 mark if they can get a win today. Yeah, on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Game day for BYU softball. Doubleheader on BYU TV at 6 Eastern and 8 Eastern against Oklahoma State. Brett McMurphy's alma mater. And BYU Volleyball, oh, by the way, has a top 10 showdown with Pepperdine. Good nope. grief. Number six, BYU number four, Pepperdine. Cougars control their own destiny here at the end of the uh, end of the season. We have about five weeks, four weeks before the MPSF tournament. When to get in. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Fight the power. Five. So what is really clear, the college landscape is shifting. Four of the five power conferences to this point have made it really clear that BYU is a power five school in terms of their scheduling. And when they're thinking about playoffs, they will schedule BYU because it's like playing another team that's within their league. Well, well, well. My dear friend Bronco Mendenhall, now it's five for five, good sir. Games against FBS independents, BYU, Army, and Notre Dame will now count toward the SEC's requirement of playing one non-conference Power 5 team per season. That reported by ESPN's Brett McMurphy yesterday. You caught it in the final minute of our Thursday live simulcast, uh, a twit, uh, a pl- plot twist. It was, it was a twit. That M. Night Shyamalan would have been proud of. <laughs> well, old M. Night Shyamalan, the new one. <laughs> Not the new one, the old one. Struggled to deliver. Man, the initial reaction... Really positive. Okay? The one conference, in fact, really the conference in all of college football, gives their nod of affirmation to BYU as a Power 5 equivalent. That's a big deal. In scheduling. In scheduling. And so this is, this is nice because what this means, hopefully, is more games with SEC teams. And then the Mississippi State news breaks. In fact, it's in the article that Brett McMurphy wrote relative to the SEC validating the FBS independence. If BYU gets more games out of this, then that means awesomeness. If they don't, I'm not sure it's that big a deal, but anything to get BYU and Power 5 in the same sentence, even if BYU is not in that conference, I think is a positive thing. For one, there is now greater appeal for SEC teams to schedule BYU because it fits an established requirement. Tom Holmo said the following, We're quote, a quota filler. The SEC's decision, along with the previous announcement from the ACC, is exciting news for Cougar Nation. It won't change our approach to scheduling because we are already playing as many P5 schools as possible. However, it might help However, our efforts in the future. We'll end the quote there. The SEC and ACC... There's another part of that quote that's really good. Okay. Can we bring it back? Can I bring it back? Bring it back. Bring it back! Although we are independent football, we believe we are a Power 5 caliber program and are grateful to the SEC and ACC for their willingness to consider us as such for football scheduling. Now, does the rest of college football view BYU as a Power 5 caliber program? That one of the many questions we'll address with Brett McMurphy, again, who reported all of this yesterday on Twitter. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. The SEC and ACC have said yes. The other schools haven't come out and said that, but they're scheduling BYU like they are. Now we get to the end of Brett McMurphy's article and the fact that, well, okay, the SEC says that BYU is a Power 5 equivalent in non-conference scheduling, but are they really going to schedule games? Well, yes, because 
Mississippi State and BYU have just announced a couple of games. The first in Provo on October 14th of 2015. 16, rather. And the second game in Starkville on October 14th of 2017. They are coming to Provo, Jerem. This is awesome. So BYU has announced five games with SEC teams in the last four months. The last four months. So they, remember last, last year on Media Day, Tom Hommel kind of hinted at, uh, well, we have some stuff in the works related to the SEC and ACC comments. BYU has scheduled five games with the SEC. And two of them are in Provo. Two are in Provo. That, two, okay. two neutral, only one road game, actual road game. Some of you may be asking, why Spencer keeps saying, oh, it's in Provo, awesome. Well, Is anyone really why. asking that? Like, oh. every, I think everyone gets the significance of that. Do they? Well, they should because... Yes, they do. And it doesn't matter when. It does not matter when that game would be played. Getting the SEC West is a rare thing, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time the Fighting Cowbells of Mississippi State played a football game west of Texas was August 31st, 2002. (laughs) I had just graduated from high school. That translates to 4,584 days. Or my 654 weeks. My how far you've come in that time. Yeah, my haircut it looks way worse than it did then. But it's nice that Mississippi State is actually going to come that far. I mean, they're coming. it will have been 14 years since they went west of Texas. And they're coming to play Brigham. Tom Homo doing work. Bronco Mendenhall loving every second of it. Here's what the coach had to say on signing day. The one that did not is the SEC, and and we have games with LSU and Missouri already scheduled. And I would anticipate there are more to come. And so if that happens, that basically is already saying, without saying yet officially, um, that that is the case. Did he know something that we didn't know at that time? Uh, yeah. Absolutely he, he did. He slipped and said Ole Miss. I think what he meant was Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? That makes five scheduled SEC games announced in the past four months. BYU certainly trending in the right direction. That is for Amen. sure. Amen, brother. You, you want to know the 2016 P5s right now? Please tell me. BYU starts the season as of right now with six consecutive P5s. Neutral Arizona at Utah, UCLA. Neutral West Virginia at Michigan State. Mississippi State. Those neutral games count as road games for uh, BYU. Of the six road. So it's nice because BYU in 2016 appears to only play four true road games. At Utah, Michigan State, Boise State, Cincinnati. Those are tough. <laughs> That's quite That's a road really schedule. 2017 P5, so you have three. LSU in Houston to start the season. Then you're home to Utah. And then you have at Mississippi State October 14th. Okay, so that awesome. helps the 2017 schedule. 2017, in my opinion, needs another one or two P5s. That would really juice you have up. ten. There are ten announced games already. Okay, well, as you look at it, BYU awesome. is doing everything they possibly can to make their schedule as close to a P5 caliber schedule as you can get without actually being in a conference. Like That's what Tom Holmo's quote said. We are going to schedule as many P5 schools as possible. That has never changed. The ACC and the SEC announcing what they will announce does not change our pursuit of these Power 5 games. But... It has to help Tom Homo in the effort to go out and get those games with those conferences. Oh, absolutely. Another question that's been brought up, does this help in BYU's uh, campaign to get into a Power 5 conference? Can't hurt. 
Can't hurt. I'm not sure that it helps all that much. The Tom Homo told us on this very program that the big that comp, Power Five conferences know what they need to know about BYU, and that there's not a lot that BYU can do to to give them information that would change their opinion. Right. So is the Big Twelve going to invite BYU because the SEC has validated them? No. The Big Twelve is going to do what they're going to the do. The Big Twelve loves money. BYU is going to yeah. BYU is going to do what they do. And guess what? In Power Five, power means money. That's what power means when we say Power Five. BYU, more money than if they were in the Mountain West, better schedules. You're a single team on the market. You might as well schedule up and have a TV contract with Mothership. I'm not sure how much better it could be for BYU as an independent in terms of scheduling and TV situation. It's the best it's, it could be. It's really good You're right maximizing now. Maximizing your independent scheduling opportunity. So credit BYU for doing the best in this situation. Now but, they're getting high quality home games. Yeah. With SEC teams. What's left to do? Get money. Go get I mean, that I money. Mean, I mean, <laughs> gotta get that money. <laughs> in in independence, what's left to do? I, I win. Mean, win games. Besides in, in scheduling and TV contract, nothing. Win games. Yeah, win is, win the, games when is the point of the get game. Get noticed. Man. BYU opens next season with three out of four P5s in the month of September, starting on September the 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 169. Yeah. Boise State, to me, is more of a P5 than BYU they just, equivalent. They just, so that's, that's like four P5s, if you will. They just were in another. They were in a New Year's Six game. They go to those and win them. Three of them. They're big time. That's the goal. Be like Boise State, man. What does the SEC announcement and the Mississippi State series mean to BYU fans? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At WAP17. WAP, this means we will play tougher opponents. <laughs> Hashtag perfect season. Oh, you see? Okay. But you had it. I was with you until the hashtag. <laughs> you know how I feel about this. There's... There's uh, two types of thought. There's the Boise State model or the BYU model. The BYU model, it's going to be hard to yield double-digit wins and ranked teams. But in a magical season, you could be in the playoff with the 2016 schedule. At Kent underscore in underscore Utah. BYU's schedule is starting to look more like Notre Dame's. Now just need to win and get Notre Dame-level recruiting. That's not going to happen. The honor code makes it. What it is. Has the schedule already helped recruiting? I would argue that it has. It's made things better for BYU, I think. How could it hurt? It's, it's Sure, yeah. I, I think ESPN helps. I think all those things help. Yeah. yeah, That's a great point about it. It makes BYU's schedule more like Notre Dame. That's a fantastic point. Listen, are all of these announcements really a big deal? Find out later in the show. But next... ESPN's Brett McMurphy joins us on BYU Sports Nation. He'll tell us what it really means for BYU. Big deal! Woo! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join our conversation anytime you feel like it by using the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight, softball makes its BYU TV debut, 6 Eastern time, a doubleheader with Oklahoma State, 6 Eastern time right here on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today, what does the SEC announcement and the two-game series with Mississippi State football mean to BYU fans? Tweet in using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining 
BYU Sports Nation once again, the man who composed the following tweet on Tuesday night while watching the BYU Ole Miss basketball play-in game. Quote, hi, I'm Rob Lowe, and I'm BYU in the second half, Rob Lowe. ESPN <laughs> college football insider Brett McMurphy, who moonlights as a Twitter comedian, apparently. Brett, nice to have you with us again. Yeah, I won't quit my day job. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Listen, the SEC validation comes yesterday, and BYU football fans jump all over it for good reason, because they were excluded at first, and now they're included again. Why do you feel like the SEC had to bring that validation back and do it now? Well, I think they just basically they looked at the, the landscape of college football, similar to what the ACC did when they changed their stance, and I reported that a couple of months ago. You look at the other Power Five conferences, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12, they're all playing nine conference games or headed to nine conference games, and the SEC only plays eight conference games. The ACC has eight conference games, but then five teams play Notre Dame every year, so they basically have eight and a half. So the SEC, in its quest of trying to find quality opposition on the non-conference schedule, is finding fewer and fewer opportunities out there. So I think they kind of took a step back and said, let's look at this, let's evaluate it. And, you know, they changed, they tweaked it a little bit different than the ACC. The SEC made it include all FBS independents, obviously BYU. Notre Dame was already included, but they did include Army, which the immediate reaction on Twitter was SEC schools are now all lined up to play Army. But actually, SEC schools don't have any future games lined up with Army. But I mean, it's certainly it's it's the best situation for BYU, other than getting in a Power Five conference. Uh, this is the best best deal for them. And you know, credit to Tom Holmo to keep keep uh, banging at it to to knock out these um, home and homes because it's not easy. And he's got you know he's got five games coming up with SEC opponents, Mississippi State, he's got two, you guys got Missouri, a two-game series, and you got LSU uh, in Houston in a couple of years, and, and that's huge. Brett, as the guy who broke the news, why now from the SEC? Why March 19th? I don't think it was specifically set for that day. I, I found out about it yesterday, and I reported it. I actually think it was decided um, – a week or so ago, uh, a source had told me the, at the SEC tournament um, when the ADs got together and they, you know, did conference business. That was one of the topics that came up, and so I believe it, actually it was it was passed maybe a week or so ago. I just found out about it yesterday, and so that's that's why I reported it. It wasn't any specific. Oh, we want to do it on the first day of the NCAA tournament or anything like that. And, you know, just for, for BYU fans, I was just trying to take their mind off of the Ole Miss game, so I was trying to help out where I could. <laughs> we well, appreciate a, that. That was a welcome respite <laughs> for sure. It was last summer, so it hasn't even, it's been, what, nine or ten months since the SEC uh, and ACC said what they said about BYU, and now here, less than a year later, they have changed their mind. What happened in the last year? I don't know. I think basically, it, you know, it goes back to they started, you know, they've, they looked at the college football playoff, and you know it, we've had a year now to kind of digest or get a, get a read on how they're going to evaluate teams and what they what they value. Um, and so I think you know they looked at that and and they realized you know the SEC is going to continue to play an FCS opponent. They're going to have the tomato can, uh, you know the, that 
week in uh, in November before they play the you know the Iron Bowl or the Egg Bowl or those sort of games. That's that, that's likely never going to go away. But in the other three games, they're required by league rules to to play one you know non non conference Power Five team. So they look, I think they looked at the landscape and they just said you know there aren't you know a lot from the other Power Five leagues that are available. Um, you know, certainly the success BYU's had, you guys know off the top of your head, consecutive bowl games that BYU's been to, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it, it just made sense to them to kind of, you know, create a bigger pool of teams to choose from. Um, you know, it was interesting that they included Army. I, I haven't really got a specific reason on why they did that. Um, <clears throat> you know, because technically, you know, what, what happens if um, – you know, Middle Tennessee State goes independent. Yeah. All of a sudden, do they do they count? You know, I don't have any idea. Um, but certainly, Notre Dame has never been an issue for for the SEC, ACC, or any of these other conferences. But um, you know, it's great for BYU. And I, I've talked to you guys about this before. I thought the biggest challenge for you guys as an independent would be scheduling quality games from September to the, the last week in November, first week of December, and certainly with the ACC and SEC being on board um, with playing BYU, that it will count towards their allotment of, of uh, non-conference Power 5 games. That's, that's huge going forward. ESPN's Brett McMurphy, college football insider, the man who broke the news about the SEC, including BYU Army and Notre Dame, as part of the SEC's requirement of playing one non-conference Power 5 team per season is on BYU Sports Nation. When you look at what BYU has done, and Tom Homo specifically over the past four months, Brett, scheduling five different games with the SEC in that a home-and-home home with uh, or a neutral home with Missouri and now a home-and-home home with Mississippi State and a one-off with LSU at a neutral stadium. How much of this announcement on the SEC's part do you feel like had to do with BYU having those five games scheduled? Well, I think... I think I think you know the reason why they decided to do it, um, and maybe they they decided to you know uh, discuss it at the uh, SEC basketball tournament was um, you know as I I guess BYU and Mississippi State confirmed what I reported yesterday about the, the home and home with Mississippi State and BYU in, in sixteen and seventeen. Um, I don't know how long I just found out about it yesterday, so I don't know how long that series had been scheduled or they had been working on it. But I'm guessing that basically they didn't want to announce uh, the series until they had finalized whether BYU would count mm. as a as the non-conference Power Five. So I think it was, um, you know, kind of like let's get it out, let's let's make a decision at the conference meetings whether BYU and the other independents will count or not, and then once that happened. Uh, you know, the Mississippi State series. Uh, I'm guessing this is total speculation. I'm guessing, obviously, Mississippi State probably talked with uh, other ADs and conference officials to try to get a read on if they thought um, that the league would change their stance on BYU. If you guys remember, in January, when I broke the ACC news, I reached out to the SEC, and they said, no, we have not changed our stance on BYU. So certainly Mississippi State, I'm sure, did their homework or uh, check check behind the scenes to find out if if there was a change uh, in in philosophy with the SEC before going forward with that schedule. And so I think you know once they did officially decide yes we're going to do it, then you know they went ahead and 
and decided to get news out about, about the upcoming series. Brad, the big question in my mind is, and we've been discussing on the show today, is what does this actually mean for BYU? The SEC validating BYU as a P5 equivalent game uh, for non-conference games in the SEC. What does it actually mean for the Cougars? Well, it means it'll be easier to, to find teams to play, um, you know, to fill out that schedule from, from September to November. You know, a BYU fan on Twitter, you know, uh, sent me a tweet and said, you know, now we're, now we're considered a Power 5 team. And I said, <laughs> <No>. well, <clears throat> technically, you, I guess you are, except you'd get, you know, several million dollars less money in payouts from the college football playoffs. So basically, you've you've got everything that a Power Five team has, except for the money. And I think a lot of people would say that's that's the biggest caveat of, of being at a Power Five team is these monster uh, TV deals uh, from ESPN and other networks, uh, where you you know you got conferences like the Big Twelve making over twenty million dollars per team. Um, you know, I know BYU has a TV deal with ESPN. I. I guarantee they're not making twenty million a year <laughs> on that deal. Um, but as as far as BYU's position is, except for getting the millions of dollars that go along with being in a major conference uh, that's distributed also through the college football playoff, this is about as good as it can get for them. Um, you know, the next step is, you know, try I know try to get in a Power Five conference. Yeah, you know, I continue. Uh, to hear that the, the Big 12 doesn't want to go west, they want to go east, don't, don't shoot the messenger. Um, <laughs> I know people will think just because the ACC and the SEC will now consider them a Power 5 team, maybe that changes the perception of BYU for teams looking to add teams. I still don't believe we're going to see any conference um, expansion or realignment unless Jim Delaney presses the red blinking button and goes to 16 teams and blows everything up and everybody reacts to build up their conferences, then BYU will land somewhere where I don't know. But if, if that doesn't happen, I think it's going to be a couple of years before the Big 12 decides what they want to do. Um, what I'm being told is, you know, they don't want to expand. Um, and they've got to decide if they want to have a conference championship game. And obviously they've got to get the waiver from the NCAA to do that. They could do that with 10 teams. But, again, whatever two teams the Big 12 would add, they would be from non-Power 5 leagues. And that reduces that $20 million a year to, you know, $18 million a year, $17 million a year per team. So it's hard to convince those guys to add two more teams just to play, just so we can have two divisions and play a championship game they like. They like playing around Robin. Uh, they may work on that one true champion uh, motto. Um, but it's back to your original question. This this is huge for BYU going forward. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's they're still they still got a ways to go um, to to get up into that that Power Five group, and that, that's unfortunate. But they're doing as good as they can. Um, with with the fi- without the financial benefits that these power conference leagues have, Brett McMurphy, ESPN College Football Reporter on BYU Sports Nation. Follow him at McMurphy ESPN. Brett, we'll end with this. And you already you, we were going to ask you if BYU is any closer to a P five invitation, but you already answered that. So uh, thank you for taking that moral obligation out of our hands and, and just running with it. Uh, but if you had to guess in the near future. 
if the Big Ten is going to go to 16 teams, what kind of a timetable would you put on that? Uh, I, I think it wouldn't be for like 10 years because um, we've got all these. We've got, you know, the Big 12 has their grant of rights deals. The, the ACC has grant of rights. And that basically means if you leave that conference and go to another conference, your TV money remains with the conference. So nobody's going to take a team from another Power 5 league if their TV revenue stays back in their old conference. But those deals expire in about 11 or 12 years. Um, and so I think once we get towards the end of those deals, I think it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but I think there's more likely a possibility that we may see one more shift. Now, obviously, everything going on with, um, you know, pay-per-play, um, you know, cost of attendance, all these things, all these lawsuits that are going on. Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports wrote a fascinating piece talking to Jack Swarbrick, where he thinks basically we're going to the NCA will be divided in two, where schools will be able to pay players uh, or supplement them more than a scholarship, and then other schools can decide that they don't want to do it. He thinks that's one one way we may go down the road. So the conferences may totally be. Um, may not even look like they do now at this point. But I, I would think as far as the, the Big Ten going to 16, I would say I don't think it's likely, but I think if it does happen, it's probably not for probably about 10 years. Brett, we appreciate the time, and we look forward to your next one-line zinger on Twitter as well. Keep, keep them coming. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Brett, thanks. Thanks, guys. Oh, he's all, he's always great, and he said some things that absolutely uh, really floored, floored me. For one, BYU is a P5 school just without the millions of dollars that come from the college football playoff. To me, I'm not sure you can have both. In scheduling, yes, BYU is a Power 5 equivalent. They're not in a Power 5 conference or even considered like Notre Dame. BYU is not like Notre Dame. They're similar It'd be nice if BYU was like Notre Dame. You know how long it took Notre Dame to become Notre Dame? Like 50, 80, 100 years. It takes time. BYU's in year five of independence. Well-cogitated tweet coming in from at Bridger Hill. Good to have him back with us on the Twitter machine. 90% sure the ACC and SEC delayed their P5 acceptance of BYU because they want Taysom Hill to finish his senior year before scheduling games. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) Texas. If it was Texas, yes. We, we own Texas. It's, it's a push we love in, Texas, but we own Texas. Yes, it's a push in the right direction, all of this. It doesn't mean BYU is going to be invited to the Big 12, but, but it helps with perception. All of it helps. Coming up, BYU sharpshooter Mackenzie Morrison joins us from Tampa to preview the BYU Big Dance Showdown with Louisville. But first, Brett McMurphy just said BYU is basically a P5 school. Is that a big deal or no deal? BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan still doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or if you feel like it at BYUSportsNation.com. Check out softball tonight. Starts at 6 Eastern time, a doubleheader on BYU TV with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma? Should I say it that way on the broadcast? Yep. That's, uh, that's how my... Good friend uh, Manti Sewell went on his mission to Oklahoma City, and he said one of his companions would say, Oklahoma. That sounds like something Lou Holtz would say. Oklahoma. <laughs> something like that. Oregon. 
and Oklahoma. Oregon. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Women's basketball in the NCAA tournament. Nice. We'll That's talk to Mackenzie Morrison. Themed, though. They're doing it. In Tampa in just a bit. The SEC football announcement is huge news and resonating across BYU Sports Nation. They are going to count BYU as a P5 equivalent in their non-conference scheduling requirement. BYU Rugby We'd be sti- a quota filler. Still consensus number one. They play in the Wasatch Cup against Utah. BYU already won that by 28 earlier this year. Not the Wasatch Cup, but a game against Utah. So what designates it as the Wasatch Cup? And not they the decide, Wasatch Cup. They, they decide oh, one this game. One, this one will be the Wasatch Trust Cup. Trust me, playing twice is awesome. Oh, if you could play Utah football twice in a season, I would take it. That is a big deal. There are some other things that we're going to discuss if they are a big deal or no deal. Right now. Big deal. No deal. If you're new to the program, welcome. Yeah, welcome. What's up? I'm Jeremy Spencer. That is correct. This is how it works. We throw out a one-liner, decide if the given scenario is a big deal or no deal, perhaps with some reasoning behind it. Number one, big deal, no deal. SEC includes BYU and P5 equivalent non-conference scheduling. Jeremy, I'm going to let you go first. What, who in their right mind would say this is not a big deal? This is a really big deal. BYU wants to be taken seriously, wants to be nationally relevant, wants to have exposure in all of this, wants to schedule well as an independent. All of this is helped by the SEC, the power conference of power five conferences, Acknowledging that BYU is a Power 5 equivalent so that BYU can schedule, and in my mind, uh, hopefully this is what it leads to, and we saw it today, schedule more games with the SEC. Please, all all comers, let's do it. And BYU got a home-and-home with an SEC team. Amazing. Five SEC games in four months. This is a really big deal. And like you said, if you don't think it is, I don't know what you are thinking. Because what's the best way to get nationally relevant? Win. You win, but you can expedite that process in terms of, hey, we belong by beating the best of the best. And now the SEC and ACC have said, okay, we're going to schedule you and give you a chance or encourage them anyway to a degree to play BYU and give you a chance to beat the best of the best. Big deal, 100%. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Mississippi State to play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium next year. Big deal. I recall a time where fans were really upset about the certain home games. I know this year BYU does not have a Power 5 home game. Uh, that that happened. That's, it, that is what it is. It, it really does stink. But in the future, BYU, that was the cost for future games like Mississippi State was that this year might be a struggle in terms of P5 home games. I still like Boise State, but you have UCLA in the future, Michigan State, Missouri, Mississippi State. This is awesome that Mississippi State is going to come back to BYU. In fact, they came here in, what, 2000? They've been in in to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. There's hardly any teams that have come to Lavelle Edwards Stadium besides Mississippi State from the SEC. Let's revisit the stat of the day. It has been 6,600,960 minutes since an SEC team named Mississippi State played a football game west of Texas. Okay, this is a really big deal that they are coming to Provo, Utah. It does not happen very often. So for BYU to have not just Mississippi State, but Missouri as well out of the SEC, scheduled for true home games in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, that is an enormous deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. ESPN's Brett McMurphy says... Technically, BYU is a P5 team. Uh, no deal. 
What? I, I, that's, that's his opinion. I respect that. is not a Power 5 team. They're not a Power 5 team. Unless I see $14 million more dollars in the bank for BYU. It's, the estimates are 4 to $6 million for BYU, uh, their football contract from ESPN. That number's not released or official. That's just an estimate. So you don't think it's a big deal that one of ESPN's bigwig college football writers and reporters says BYU is basically a P5? Did I stutter? Hey, let's pull 100 of them and see what they said. That was one dude. One dude's opinion. I respect that. I, now, I know Kirk Herbstreit thinks the same way. He, he has not said that, that BYU is a Power 5 team. BYU is not a Power 5 team. The power is in the money, people. It took all those donations to fund the YMCA. Guess what? You wouldn't need that. You would only need three years of being in a Power 5 school, and boom, that's what Utah is getting right now. That's why they can upgrade at will, almost, while BYU has to raise the money among its donors, which is an unbelievable process that they pony that up before. But BYU's not a Power 5 team. They're ah, not. Wait, they wait, don't have wait, access wait, wait. to the playoffs, wait, wait, and they wait, don't wait, make wait, that money. Wait, 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 wait. Scheduling only. I'm not arguing that the money doesn't matter. We are arguing about whether or not it's a big deal if ESPN's Brett McMurphy says BYU is technically a P5 team. The perception of BYU by these guys. No, that guy. Not these guys. That guy. He's not alone. I can promise Let's you that. Let's get more then. Why don't they say it? Then I'll say, okay, it's a bigger Have deal. Have they been asked? Have they been asked? Ask them well, on Twitter we or will. something. We will One ask them. One dude said it. One dude said it. And it matters. It matters. It's a big deal if a guy with that clout and those followers is saying, yeah, they're... They're about as good as they can get without the millions of dollars. In the big scheme of things, it's one dude saying one thing. Is that one dude a big deal, though? I need bigger deals to say it to validate it. Whatever. I don't care what you think. <laughs> Obviously, you do. You got riled up. I got riled up? I think, I think the, the collective agreement across BYU Sports Nation is that Jerem got riled up about that. BYU is a Power 5 team because one dude said they are. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's, that's great who, research. Who got riled up? <laughs> oh, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at CougarClub.com. And welcome to the club. Up next, Mackenzie Morrison, outstanding three-point shooter. But she's got some hidden talents in the arena of hairstyling. Just ask her coach, Jeff Judkins. Mackenzie joins us in Tampa next, and Sounds of the Week still on the way. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We're live in Studio B. Hey, women's basketball is a 14 seed in the NCAA tournament. They play three seed Louisville tomorrow on ESPN2. You can listen to that on BYU Radio. Coverage starts at 3 Eastern with an hour-long pregame show. Tip is at 4 Eastern time. If you missed it, BYU football has made it official. There is a two-game series scheduled for the Cougars with Mississippi State out of the SEC October 14th of 2017 and the year before that, October 15th of 2016 in Provo. That's right. The series starts in Provo. Good news. Sweet. For BYU football. More good news for BYU athletics. Women's basketball playing in the NCAA tournament against Louisville tomorrow and to help us preview the game is BYU basketball sophomore guard Mackenzie Morrison joining us live from Tampa, Florida. Mackenzie, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. 
Thank you. First of all, congratulations on winning the West Coast Conference Tournament and getting to the NCAA Tournament, but doing an even better job shaving head coach Jeff Judkins' hair. I mean, that looks looks a professional job. How'd you pull it off? Uh, you got to perform under pressure with those clippers, you know. <laughs> so tell, remind us what he said when he said it, and then uh, what you guys did last night. Um, he told our, our coaches, uh, Jeff, Josh, our weight trainer, and then um, Jeff, our uh, you know medical trainer, all agreed that if we took the championship at the Las Vegas tournament, that we could uh, shave their heads, and they were all a little more willing about it <laughs> from, uh, from that standpoint until it actually had to happen. There was a little bit of butterflies but <laughs> when we actually did it last night. Um, but uh, they all did it, kept their end of the deal, and I think they all look better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it actually looks pretty good uh, on Judkins. When did you yeah. know you were going to be the, uh, the shaver, the shearer? No, but I volunteered, and uh, my mom does hair for a living, so uh-huh. I've had a little experience, so I felt, I felt confident that I could get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Mackenzie Morrison joining us from Tampa, Florida. She shaved her head coach's head last night because they won the West Coast Conference Tournament. Now in Tampa, Florida, you guys had a great day yesterday, apparently, playing in the sun, <laughs> on the beach. You know What else are you guys working on down there? Well, we are working on a little basketball, but oh, no, yeah, we, that. <laughs> we um we uh, had some film this morning, watched a little bit of game prep, and uh, we'll have a uh, practice here in a little bit where we get a practice on the court. So McKen- we're looking forward to that. Mackenzie, I heard there are alligators on uh, the premises where you're staying. True, false? That is true. Apparently, I've yet to see one. My room does overlook a swampy little lake so there are turtles in there apparently um haven't seen alligators but they're apparently in the bushes so you you going (laughs) swimming this afternoon (laughs) nope (laughs) (laughs) hashtag florida problems (laughs) mackenzie morrison joining us from tampa florida as byu prepares to play in the ncaa tournament tomorrow on a neutral floor against the three seed louisville now preparing for the cardinals Generally, in this tournament, the way it's formatted, McKenzie, the lowest seed team will host at their venue, but Louisville, because the men's team is is hosting a a set of games for the men's side of the tournament, is now playing in Tampa. How much do you view that as an advantage for BYU? I think, I mean, that's a huge advantage, I think, for us, just because, first of all, we've been pulled all the way to the East Coast. Um, And then, secondly, uh, Louisville's got a pretty good fan base when they're home and that's a tough you know tough arena to play in when you're uh, um, a 14 seed versus a team that's got that many fans but so hopefully you know being on that neutral playing field will kind of level out those differences and uh, I think it'll be still a fun game to play against them and and uh, see what can happen. How does going to the Sweet 16 last year help this year's team in the NCAA tournament? Um, I know going into it our team is confident uh we're not scared i guess you could say because we've kind of experienced a little bit of a of a unique situation last year you know playing some low seeds and and coming out with the win and i think it just kind of shows that uh the numbers are great and all but it doesn't 
determine who's going to win. And um, so I think that confidence helps us a lot and and allows us to just play how we know how to play and um, and just, you know, give it our all. I know that the health status of BYU women's basketball has been a big concern this year, of course, losing Ashley Garfield to a season-ending ACL and then Morgan Bailey dealing with back spasms and uh, she looked finally a little bit healthy at the end of the West Coast Conference tournament, but now you've had 12 days between games. How was the health of your team going into the NCAA tournament? Um, doing good. We, you know, we had a little bit of a few days off, which I think helped everyone out. And uh, just this past week, uh, Bailey seemed like kind of like the player she was at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm sure her back is you know, tender and whatnot, but, you know, she was looking good and everyone seems to be a lot healthier, you know, heal those bruises and and uh, we can go back at it. After hitting 10 of 18 threes in Las Vegas, how do you carry that three-point momentum into Tampa? <laughs> um, just, you know, got to stay focused and uh, I guess just ready to go at all times, you know. You don't know when your shot's going to be there. You don't know how the team's going to play you. And so, you know, the best thing I can do is take what they give me. And, and I think that's just how it was in Las Vegas. You know, I took what they gave me and and uh, and just run with it. BYU sophomore guard Mackenzie Morrison on BYU Sports Nation in Tampa, Florida. Her team plays in the NCAA tournament tomorrow against the number three seed, Louisville. You are the obvious underdog, Mackenzie, but... <laughs> There's this mentality that goes along with it. Why or why not do you like being a significant underdog in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think it. I don't know. I mean, Louisville even stated, you know, that they weren't worried about us. You know, they kind of looked right past us. They're kind of already looking at that next game. And so, I mean, if that's how they want to look at it or any team wants to look at it, then, you know, I think that's only more of an advantage for us because we know how we are as a team and how we can play, and uh, and we're certainly not looking past any team, and we're ready to go. So I think going full force into that with that mentality and uh, playing against teams that may think that they already have it is just fine because, you know, we want it just as bad, and and uh, I guess it doesn't matter what you think. There were a couple <laughs> of teams last year that may have felt that way, and uh, you went through them to the Sweet 16. What are a couple of keys to victory tomorrow against Louisville? Um, tomorrow, I think our biggest key would be boxing out, uh, rebounding their big physical team, and um, and they've got you know athletic athletic players, and and if we can keep them off the glass and. Uh, and uh, pressure them as as well, and you know, stay composed. I think we'll I think we'll be just fine. Also, making a lot of three pointers would probably help too, right? <laughs> yeah, a few three pointers should help. <laughs> Very on top. <laughs> What's the over under for you tomorrow, Mackenzie? We have it at three and a half. Three and a half made three pointers. What do you th- <laughs> What do you think? You go more than that? <laughs> I certainly like to go more all than right. that. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> just avoid the alligators, and you'll probably be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie, we thank you for the time. Follow her on Twitter at Kenzie Morrison 23 and root her on tomorrow with the BYU Cougars, the 14th seed against the number three seed Louisville on ESPN2 at 4 Eastern time. Good luck, Mackenzie. Thank you. Hey, why not go win? Go win that basketball game. Two 14s won yesterday. I know the divide in women's hoops is more, but 
Hey, they they did some damage last year. They beat a four and a five as a twelve. Beating a three is a tougher challenge, but it'd be sweet if they did. Neutral floor will help. Coming up, our favorite sounds of the week. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B on a Friday. And Friday means sounds of the week. Preparation needs to be really intense, but it doesn't need to be drawn out. It doesn't need to be long. To be successful in this tournament, that's got to be a a big part of, uh, you know, the... You know, the quality of your team is to be able to prepare quickly and then play that next game. They exceeded my expectations based on what I knew they had. The guys just have one thing in their mind, that's to, to figure out how to win games. And we're playing for each other, sharing the ball. And um, I think we're, we're playing the right way right now. I thought Tyler Haas was brilliant last night. He was amazing. He was everything he was advertised. And he was fantastic. He did everything he could. But turnovers in the end just killed him. Coach Hall had said, hey, you need to have a, a Twitter account. Wait, he what? Said that? He, what in yeah. the world? Yeah, wow. yeah. He told me that I had to have a Twitter account. So, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, got to do what the boss says. From a talent perspective, with what BYU can put out on the floor on the inside, this is the worst team BYU is going to have from a talent perspective in the next eight years. Louisville's a very good team, and they're very well coached, and they've been there before. But we we'll look forward to it. It'll be a great challenge for us. How would we fare if we were in the batter's box against her? I don't. I don't give either one of you much of a chance. I don't need it. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the Utah High School Gatorade Player of the Year, Zach Selyus. You always landed eight of the last nine Utah Gatorade Players of the Year. Zach, part of our conversation yesterday, he'll play for the Cougars before his mission trip for the church next year. <laughs> what does the SEC announcement and the Mississippi State Series mean to BYU fans? Use the hashtag BYUSN to continue join the conversation. Thanks to ESPN's Brett McMurphy, Mackenzie Morrison. Look out for the alligators and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. This Friday show and every other show we do on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to McKelly Iremia. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday.